and I'll tell you guys since we're since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo, and you're listening to the Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode forty-two. In this episode, we are covering chapters fourteen and fifteen from the book Crooked Kingdom. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Woohoo! For those of you asking how you can help, we would greatly appreciate tips. Your tips will help us to continue to bring you the Grisha cast. You can Venmo a tip to at B O D H I M M or Cash App. Dollar sign, B-O-D-H-I-M-M. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> so, Just had to be song. Yeah. Moi sabayenyi casters. Hello, hello. We are so excited to be back. It has definitely been a minute. It's felt like a minute. It's felt like 20 years. Yes. And <laughs> <clears throat> and the last time we were on, it was the most glorious moment in Grisha Cast history. It really was. It was just amazing. And there was just so much work that we put into that. It's so nice to have like <laughs> that over with because I was stressed out. Oh my God. If you guys saw me, that is why Terry's my best friend because she can actually calm me down. She was here three or four hours before we even like got on the call with Lee and I was just losing it. Um, <laughs> absolutely losing it. I am. Um, I wore a very interesting, funny outfit that I thought would be cute. And then, like, have you ever seen something on TV in a show? And you're like, that would be really cute. And then you try to pull it off, but it just doesn't turn out as cute because that specific look had to be done specifically. It was... Anyways, <laughs> I I wore a really cute top and then was, like, trying to dress all nice, but I wore these shorts and then, like, these, like, nice dress socks. And I was trying to go for, it was that show that you recommended that I watched that was on um, Amazon about the people that the guy dies and then he goes into, like, a, it's like a virtual reality heaven. Yeah. You remember? Can't remember the name of it. Well, anyways, he, like. like upload. Or... Upload, yes. And at his, like, his virtual funeral he wears, like, this tuxedo that is, like, shorts. Oh, it was a short suit. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is what I was trying to do. Terry can laugh at that because she saw all of it, but none of you guys did. But that is what the inspiration was. And I ended up just saying in my head, this is what happens when Eric goes crazy. <laughs> and that's what this looks like. I think you'd be all right if you got yourself a little professional short suit. Well, I had, like, the shorts would have needed to be, like, you know. They have to be tailored. Tailored and not baggy. And um, anyways, we had a great time. We had a full, we kind of had, like, a full studio a little bit, more than we've had before. We had a live studio audience. We did, (laughs) of our loved ones. We should have had, like, a laugh track or something or, like, applause, applause. Yeah. But you know what we need to do right now? What? That we forgot to do? What did we forget to do? Our listener cities. Oh my goodness gracious. We yes. We can't forget that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Beeps. We were so excited to talk about the interview. We forgot about my favorite part. Okay, so. <laughs> so first is Delhi, India. What, what? And then Iligan City, 
Philippines. And Vienna, Austria. That is awesome, but I have no clue how to say that city. That was close. And, that works. But you did, like, before, say, Eleganza, which made I know, me definitely want to say that. I was about to say I probably made you question <laughs> how to say it next time. Well, that is really cool. Like, I mean, living in a city called, like, Eleganza City. It's very... <laughs> um not the city. No, it's not. <laughs> but um, that would be a really cool place to live. <laughs> Eleganza City. So, um, Elegant City. Elegant City. So, thank you, listeners yes. out there. I'm sorry I butchered your the name, but we love you and are thankful that you're listening. So appreciative. So, real quickly, back to the interview that we did, just like a little snippet of something that you didn't know. We were supposed to only have 30 minutes with Lee, and we prepared for that. And if you listened, you heard it was a lot longer than just 30 minutes. <laughs> and it was incredible. I don't know if you're doing this during it, Terry, but like when we were watching the timer and it started getting closer <laughs> to 30 minutes, I was like trying to shove in those questions. Oh, yeah. And then like we both, I think, realized, oh, well, she's not stopping. <laughs> we can just go as long as we want to. Yeah. And <laughs> it was just incredible. And thank you all for all the fans that sent in questions. I'm sorry we couldn't ask every single questions that you fans asked. We wish we could. Um, one thing that we didn't really bring up because they told us she wouldn't really be able to talk much about it was the show. So we we might have brought it up a little bit, but we really tried to stay clear from that just just for timing. We wanted to make sure that we used every second we had with her um, on answers that we could get. So, and speaking of that, how do y'all like our new intro? Yes, isn't that amazing? <laughs> that is like a I hope dream you of like mine. It. Yes, it it's so cool to hear her voice and for her like she said it. She's awesome, <laughs> and it was fun doing it too. It was fun. She was a really really awesome and fun person. Even before we were recording, mm -hmm. her just like her demeanor and she's just a very fun person and hilarious yes by the way she's very fun she uses fun words and great words and great sentence structure and it was just fun to talk to her yeah and you could tell she had fun with mm -hmm. us I think um we both did a lot of research on it so we were listening to all these different interviews and we asked questions that I don't think she's ever been asked no there were yeah there were there were a few times where we definitely caught her off guard a little bit oh or, yeah um or she was like, you guys would know that more than I would. Or that's a deep dive. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> and made her laugh. And there are, there are moments that I will never forget. Mm -hmm. um, what's your moment from that interview that you will never forget? Um, that we are almost the exact same person. <laughs> yes, I remember that. The, and, we had, we, she said she had my shirt, which wasn't in the interview, but, um, well, she, it was later sure? on. It was later on, but in the beginning when she said, Hey, I think I have your shirt. Um, and then later on when we said the exact same thing about the orders, when yes. I, cause I said I would, I want to be a heart render, mm -hmm. but I think deep down I would be a material Kai because I'm a crafty person. Right. And she said the exact same thing. Yeah. It's. Those were amazing moments, and I have two as well. My two favorite. My first one was when she said she would run off to Elfheim with me. <laughs> I about cried just because that was 
That would be amazing. <laughs> I would love to go to Elfheim with Lee. She'd be really cool. And um, my second part, so she, um, well, of course, when we were talking about the Harry Potter stuff, yes. um, like that was, that was just a really good conversation that needed to happen. And a lot of people just um, really enjoyed that as well. And crap, I, I had another one. It was really important, and I just, like, I blanked. It's been a really long day, though. There was also a part where she said it was her love story to you. Oh, my, okay, that's it, yes. I figured that. When she told me, and I want this in writing, I want this. <laughs> you have in, her word saying it. I know. <laughs> I need to get it as a ringtone that the book coming out in October, the Story Sanctia, is her love letter to me. I, I pretty much just passed out. That <laughs> was the moment. Out. Yes, absolutely. I um yes, we we need to make ringtones for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, we're not going to keep going on. You can listen to it. It's been a very popular podcast. We're very happy that we got to do that and bring that to you all and I mean, she's just that cool and she loves her fans and we're huge fans and I you could tell she just had a great time. So she'll be back, guys. Don't worry. She said she'll um it's going to be a little bit, but she'll come back for a podcast where we can actually talk about all spoilers of the upcoming King of Scars 2. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in Cast News. But let's let's get started. Let's do it. Yeah, because these are kind of thick chapters. Yes, they are. So, um, yeah, They're so thick. I did chapter 14, which is Wyland. And Wyland? There's no, no. Wyland, yes. It's, it's close to my kid's name, so... It's, That's probably what it is. Yeah. And um, just a heads up, I have not reread my notes since I typed them. So this is going to be funny. Okay. So Kaz is sending Wylan and Jesper on a boat. Jesper doesn't want to take the commercial farming boat that Kaz has them traveling on because he wants to be comfortable. Sounds exactly like me. Um, Kaz reminds them that Wylan doesn't look like Wylan anymore. He looks shoe, and that the only reason why, like, he brings up the point that, like, a shoe and a Zemini man would only be wandering out in the farmland for one reason, if they were working on a farm. So, um, he is just trying to keep everyone safe and undercover. And at this point, we also don't know what exactly is going on. If you kind of take hints from what we've read before, a couple weeks ago, we know that Kaz is wanting Wyland to help create this something to, like, blow up the sugar stuff. Yeah? The the weevil? The weevil. Okay. So, here's a quote. Um, Jesper, Kaz had said, Keep your weapons hidden and your eyes open. Vanek has, has to have people watching all the major transportation hubs, and we don't have time to fake up identification for Wyland. I'll get the corrosive from one of the shipyards on Imperjum. Your first priority is to find the quarry and get the other mineral we need for the Arric Acid. You go to St. Hildy if and only if there's time. End quote. So that's what they're doing. They're going to get this other part uh, to make the weevil. And they're only allowed to go to the grave while in, they think they want to go to 
Wyland's mother's grave at St. Hildy, but only if they have enough time. So we now know what they're doing, getting the fine, they're just getting the final ingredients for the weevil, and if possible, going to see Wyland's mother. And here's another quote. My mother is Ketterdam. She birthed me in the harbor, and my father is Prophet. I honor him daily. Be back by nightfall or don't come back at all. Either of you. I need crew. No sentimental nubs. Kaz handed Wylan the travel money. Make sure you buy the tickets. I don't want Jesper wandering off to take a spin at Mocker's Wheel. So I didn't explain this before I read that, but the reason I put that in there is just because I really love that line. That's so Kaz. My mother is Ketterdam. That's just kind of cool, and, like, she she birthed me in the <laughs> harbor. It's, I don't know, just very poetic and He's so— son of the city. Yeah, very Kaz. We now fast forward to them traveling on the boat. Wyland thinks they need to be a little bit more cautious than they are. Wyland asks Jesper where Kaz gets all these uniforms from um, because they just keep on changing costumes. It's like this fantastic play. <laughs> and— um, Actually, Jesper tells him that Kaz built a secret tunnel that goes into the opera house costume room. So they literally are wearing costumes. And um, Wyland thanks Jesper for coming with him today. Jesper says he owes him one because Wyland went with him to see his father. Plus, he helped come up with that story to settle his father down. So Jesper feels like he's in debt to Wyland. And here's a quote. Wyland didn't really know why he'd made up that crazy story about luring Jesper into a bad investment. He hadn't even been totally sure what he was going to say when he opened his mouth. He just couldn't stand to see Jesper, confident, smiling Jesper, with that lost look on his face or the terrible mix of hope and fear in calm Faye's gaze as he waited for an answer from his son. It reminded Wyland too much of the way his own father had looked at him, because when he'd still believed Wyland could be cured or fixed, he didn't want to see the expression in Jesper's father's eyes change from worry to anguish to anger, end quote. And um, I'm about to read another one. I like this quote because it, it just describes Jesper really well. Here it is. He shifted his position at the rail, scrubbed his hand over the back of his neck, fiddled with the brim of his hat. He was always in motion, like a lanky piece of clockwork that ran on invisible energy. Except clocks were simple. Wyland could only guess at Jesper's workings. I um, I just relate to that a lot. I think that's another thing. Um, I just feel like that kind of is me, just all over the place. Constantly, constantly move. Yeah, constantly fidgeting, constantly having to do something. Yes, I'm a fidgeter. So um, that is going to take us into our scene. Ooh. Yeah. Scene for the evening, right? We only yes, have one. Yes, only one. Okay. So in this scene, Terry will be playing Jesper, and I will be playing my favorite and who I feel I am, Wyland. Okay? So. Okay. Curtain. I wish I'd brought flowers for her, Wyland said. Something. We can pick some on the way. 
said Jesper, and Wylan knew he was seizing the chance and subject with both hands. Do you remember her much? Wylan shook his head. I remember her curls. They were the most beautiful reddish gold. Same as yours, said Jesper before. Wylan felt his cheeks pink for no good reason. Jesper was just stating a fact after all. He cleared his throat. She liked art and music. I think I remember sitting at the piano bench with her, but it might have been a nanny. Wyland lifted his shoulders. One day she was sick and going to the country so her lungs could recover, and then she was gone. What about the funeral? My father told me she'd been buried at the hospital. That was all. We just stopped talking about her. He said it didn't pay to dwell on the past. I don't know. I, th- I think he really loved her. They fought all the time, sometimes about me, but I remember them laughing a lot together too. I have trouble imagining your father laughing, even smiling, unless he's rubbing his hands together and cackling over a pile of gold. He isn't evil. He tried to kill you. No, he destroyed our ship. Killing me would have been an added benefit. That wasn't entirely true, of course. Jesper wasn't the only one trying to keep us a step ahead of his demons. Oh, then you're absolutely right, said Jesper. Not evil at all. I'm sure he also had good reasons for not letting you grieve for your mother. Wyland tugged at a thread unraveling from the sleeve of his coat. It wasn't all his fault. My father seemed sad most of the time and far away. That was around the same time he realized I wasn't what he'd hoped for. How old were you? Eight, maybe. I'd gotten really good at hiding it. How? A faint smile touched Wyland's lips. He would read to me, or I'd ask one of the nannies to, and I'd memorize whatever they said. I even knew when to pause and turn the pages. How much could you remember? A lot. I sort of set the words to music in my head like songs. I still do it sometimes. I'll just claim I can't read someone's writing and get them to read the words aloud, set it all to a melody. I can hold it in my head until I need it. Don't suppose you could apply that skill to card counting? Probably, but I'm not going to. Misspent gifts. You're one to talk. End scene. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) So, I just love their, I love it when Wyland and Jesper talk. They're cute. They really are. And I just love learning more and more about Wyland. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just, what a, it's sad, but he's he's coming into his own. And, I mean, he really has come far from being just like this rich kid to, and we're going to learn about that. So let me stop talking because we're <laughs> about to find all that out. Anyways, Wyland talks to, wants to tell Jesper more, more, but decides not to. Van Eck started making it increasingly clear that he didn't want Wyland in his household. Six months ago, Van Eck had gotten Wylan a job at a music school in a city called Belt. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but um, Wylan asked how long. Van Eck's response, and here's the quote, as long as it takes people to forget I had a son. Oh, don't look at me with that wounded expression, Wylan. I, I am honest, not cruel. This is the best for both of us. You'll be spared the impossible task of trying to step into the role of a merchant's son, and I'll be spared the embarrassment of watching you attempt it. So, end quote. Not evil at all. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Yes. This, um, as we learn more and more about Van Eck, he is just horrible. Ugh. Um, Wyland prepares for his trip to Belt. 
And here's this next quote. His father handed him a sealed envelope and a small stack of Krug for travel money. There are your enrollment papers and enough money to see you to belt. Once you're there, have your, your secretary see the burzer. An accountant an account has been opened in your name. I've also arranged for chaperones to travel with you on the brow boat. Violent's cheeks had flooded red with humiliation. I can get to Belt. You've never traveled outside Ketterdam on your own, and this is not the time to start. Mixon and Pryor have business to see to for me in Belt. They'll escort you there and ensure that you are successfully situated. Understood? Wyland understood he was unfit to even board a boat out of the city by himself, end quote. So Wyland says goodbye to Alice, and it's kind of cool, kind of sweet. She mentions how uh, when he returns for the holidays, they will have a new friend to play with, and she pats her belly, so obviously she's given away the fact that she's yeah. pregos. She's got a baby. She is, and... Wyland also starts to realize that this is also Van Eck's heir and probably the person, the child that is going to replace him. Right. And that's just got to hurt. When he's on his way to board the boat, his father's office door is um, closed. He didn't get to say goodbye. After he's on the boat for a while, he turns around and his chaperones are actually right there. Hello. And <laughs> Time to go. Yep. And surprisingly, surprisingly, one of them starts to strangle Wyland. He now understands that none of what his father said was true. There's no chaperone. There's no school. There's no account. There was no job. There is none of that. He was going to disappear just as his father had wanted him to. So some other passengers ask what's going on. And of course, Van X men say that they just caught this boy going through other passengers' things. Of course, they believe these guys. And during this moment, Wylan sees that he has a chance to escape, and he jumps over the rail and into the water and into the canal. Wylan needs to get somewhere quickly because his father's men are after him. He hears them, like, swimming behind him, and he needs to go somewhere that he will never that they will never look for him. And we got to remember, this is Lil Wylan. He doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about, like, Ketterdam, really. Not at least, like, the barrel and things like that. But He's lived a very privileged life. Yeah, and lo and behold, where does he end up? The barrel. Of course. Yep. So here's a quote. Wylan knew it was a warren of dark streets and hidden passages, a place where locals donned costumes and performed unseemly acts where foreigners crowded the thoroughfares seeking vile entertainments where people came and went like tides the perfect place to disappear and it had been until the day the first of his father's letters had arrived end quote and um they arrived and started walking off uh, so he arrived and he started walking off the dock. At this point, Wyland lets, um, I'm sorry, so we're back. We're not in, we have to remember, we were with Wyland and Jesper. So that's where we are back now. We just kind of were like really in Wyland's story. Now we're back with Wyland and Jesper. They've arrived at where they were supposed to go. And Jesper knows that the ingredients they are looking for is found in, so Wyland, I'm sorry. 
let me rephrase this. They are they're getting off, and Jesper's ready to go find these things for the weevil. Well, Wylan surprises him and tells Jesper that the ingredients that they are looking for actually can be found in all types of paints and enamels. Wylan just wanted to make sure that they made it to see his mother's grave. So they really don't even have to go look for this right, stuff. it was an excuse. It was an excuse. And what Jesper pointed out was that Wylan lied to Kaz. <laughs> yep. Which one... That's gutsy. Gutsy and unexpected for that character. Yes. Out of all the characters to lie to Kaz, mm-hmm. Wylan did. But after you really think about it, he's probably the smartest one to be able to do it and pull it off. Yeah. Because... No one would suspect him to. Exactly. So, um, anyways, they catch a ride on a wagon. After the wagon drops um, them off as far as the driver was going, they um, change out of their farmer clothes, I guess they're, they were wearing, and change into these suits. And Kaz had warned them to say that they were working for Cornelius Meat and are there to check on the grave. They get to the church and are greeted by a lady. They tell their business, and the woman says she will take them to her. Soon it becomes clear that his mother is still alive and has been committed. So, change of events. <laughs> yes, Wyland's mother is not dead, but and this is not just a church. This is like an asylum, or but she is his mother is still alive, and her name, it, they're calling her Maria Hendricks. Wyland goes a bit nuts because of his father being remarried now. This is where, like, I guess, like, things just start crashing down on yes. poor Wyland. He's just, like, realizing this um, pretty much that Van Eck must have gotten her committed. And since he got her committed, that means he was able to get a divorce. So now he's able to marry Looney Alice and... um that's just kind of where it starts to get a little disgusting. Obviously, Vanek has had her committed for grounds for divorce. They find out that Wyland, they find out more about Wyland's mother now um, while they're going to see her. And he's just kind of like pooping his pants. But he finds out that his mother likes to paint, which is really cool and sweet because he's finding out things that are in common because he has nothing in common with his father. So, um, I think just having that artistic side and finding out that your mother likes to paint. I don't mm-hmm. know. They meet Wyland's um, mom, and Jesper goes off on a tour, giving Wyland time to be with his mother. It's a very sweet moment, and Wyland actually plays the flute for his mom. And here is a quote. He pulled the flute from his shirt. He traveled the whole day with it tucked up against his chest like some kind of secret, and it was still warm from his body. He planned to play it beside her grave like some kind of idiot. How Kaz would have laughed at him. The first few notes were wobbly, but then he got control of his breath. He found the melody, a simple song, one of the first he'd learned. For a moment, she looked as if she was trying to remember where she might have heard it. Then she simply closed her eyes and listened. When he was finished, she said, play something cheerful. So he played a Kalish reel and then a Kirch sea shanty that was better suited to the tin whistle. He played every song that came into his head, but nothing mournful, nothing sad. She didn't speak, though occasionally he saw her tap her toe to the music and her lips would move, 
move as if she knew the words, end quote. Jesper then returns and reminds them that, you know, hey, kind of time to go. We got to go catch that boat. And here's a quote. Will, will you be back again soon? Jesper winked. You never do know, he nodded at Wyland. We have a boat to catch. Say goodbye, Miss Hendricks, urged the nurse. Maria's lips moved, but this time, Wyland was close enough to hear what she muttered. Van Eck. End quote. So that's a pretty big scene. Yes. Just letting you know, for those of you that caught that. The big shocker. Yep. They're calling her Miss Hendricks, mm-hmm. but she is well aware that is yes. not my name. <laughs> exactly. That is not my name. Stop nope. calling me that. I'm Mrs. Van Eck. I am Van Eck. Mm-hmm. So that's just got to be this huge light bulb for Wyland and a shocker. Yes. And just a lot of emotions. So on their way out, the nurse asks if they would like to see some of her paintings. And here's a quote. Wiling felt his knees buckle and had to grab the wall for balance. The nurse didn't notice she was talking on and on. The paints are expensive, of course, but they seem to bring her so much pleasure. This is just the latest batch. Every six months or so, we have to put them on the rubbish heap. There just isn't space for them. Wylan wanted to scream. The closet was crammed with paintings, landscapes, different views of the hospital grounds, a lake in sun and shadow, and there, repeated again and again, was the face of a little boy with ruddy curls and bright blue eyes. End quote. How sweet. And horrifically depressing. Yes, it is. They, and so they end up leaving, and Wylan is absolutely just devastated and quiet. Um, understandably exactly i mean come on especially like finding the painting of a of a little boy with ruddy curls Mm -hmm. bright blue eyes um but he does start to talk halfway back to the docks and he says she knows what he did to her she knows he had no right to take her money for life van eck she'd said she was not maria hendrix she was maria van eck a wife and mother stripped of her name and her fortune. Remember when I said he wasn't evil? End quote. So Wyland starts getting really upset about his father and the way he had treated his mother. A lot of it is self-destructive talk and really hard to hear. Um, It's just, it is. He's just having this little breakdown. And I'm now going to finish off this chapter with this quote. You're stupid about a lot of things, Wylan, but you are not stupid. And if I ever hear you call yourself a moron again, I'm going to tell Matthias you tried to kiss Nina with tongue. Wylan wiped his nose on his sleeve. He'll never believe it. Then I'll tell Nina you tried to kiss Matthias with tongue. He sighed. Look, Wylan, normal people don't wall their wives up in insane asylums. They don't disinherit their sons because they didn't get the child they wanted. You think my dad wanted a mess like me for a kid? You didn't cause this. This happened because your father is a monster dressed up in a quality suit. Wylan pressed the heels of his hands to his swollen eyes. That's all true, and none of it makes me feel any better. Jesper gave his shoulder another little shake. Well, how about this? Kaz is going to tear your father's damn life apart. Wylan was about to say that didn't help either, but he hesitated. 
Kazbrecker was the most brutal, vengeful creature Wyland had ever encountered, and he'd sworn he was going to destroy Jean Van Eck. The thought felt like cool water cascading over the hot, shameful feeling of helplessness he'd been carrying with him for so long. Nothing could make this right ever, but Kaz could make his father's life very wrong, and Wyland would be rich. He would take his mother from this place. They could go somewhere warm. He could put her in, a, in front of a piano, get her to play, take her somewhere full of bright colors and beautiful sounds. They could go to Novia Zem. They could go anywhere. Wyland lifted his head and wiped away his tears. Actually, that helps a lot. Jesper grinned. Thought it might, but if we don't get on that boat back to Ketterdam, no righteous comeuppance. Ugh, what is that word? Comeuppance. Comeuppance. Thank you for helping me. Mm-hmm. Wyland rose suddenly, eager to return to the city to help bring Kaz's plan to life. He'd gone to the ice court reluctantly. He'd aided Kaz grudgingly because through all of it, he'd believed that he deserved his father's contempt. And now he could admit that somewhere in some buried place he'd hoped there might still be a way back to his father's good favor. Well, his father could keep that good favor and see what it brought him when Kaz Brecker was finished. Come on, he said. Let's go steal all my dad's money. Isn't it your money? Okay, let's go steal it back. They headed off at a run. I love a little righteous comeuppance, said Jesper. Jogs the liver. End chapter. End scene or not in scene but yeah in chapter in chapter in quite a chapter yeah and i had no clue how to say comeuppance comeuppance but, but now i know i feel like Does that it was, makes sense now yeah i like, just you're comeuppance but i had never like we would say in the south comeuppance it sounds like a word that you would hear in like oliver yeah really okay oh, i was right on yeah, that something so, like that comeuppance because we, we will say like comeuppance here in the south Comeuppance. <laughs> I like that. Kind of like, <sighs> you know those words you you love to say? Like, that's going to be one of my new ones. Comeuppance. <laughs> kind well, of... I'm glad you learned something here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learn something new every day. I did. Grisha Cast is teaching us. It sure is. One kid at a time. Chapter 15. Let's do it. Matthias. You do it. I am going to do it. I love Matthias. And we're getting so good. <laughs> oh, bring it, girl. Let's um, do this. All right. So we're back at the tavern where Zoya had walked in, where you know Nina and Matthias, Nina and Matthias had gone in in all costumes. Yes. So Zoya lowers Nina and Matthias and mm. takes them through this back door where they're surrounded by armed men and they are led into an old canal down some old stairs. Random. Yes. It's under a false floor, so it's like four feet tall. <laughs> so imagine Matthias having to like walk through there. That seems like a yeah, very it crouched. Very uncomfortable. And there are like 15 Grisha, like all huddled up against a wall. And uh, they're clearly hiding. It's like, <laughs> it's like imagining my brother like try to yeah. go through, like get into like a, yeah. My brother's very tall for you guys. Just, or my know. partner. Yes. <laughs> he would he, die. He would not. Wow. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so Matthias is like, um... Why are these people here? And why are there so few of them? Like Nina said there were 30 and that is not 30. (laughs) So the assumption is that they are either out laying low or they've already been captured. 
Remember, somebody's capturing some Grisham. That is not good. No. Someone comes in with some shackles, and I'm sure Eric would have signed up for that job to shackle Matthias. Oh, And Nina steps in, and she's like, no, he remains free, and we are now going to speak in a language that he understands, too, because, you know, he doesn't know as many languages as everyone else does. I love the dumb jock guy. (laughs) Yes, yes, What are you guys saying? (laughs) Come on, bro. Right as Zoya is suggesting Nina also talk to me in Fjordan. go in Sorry. chains, which then I would sign up for. And then we could mm. just like all have a party for disobeying orders. Another familiar face shows up. It's Jinya. Where are we? What? Like, I mean, we're in, I know we're in a crawl space, but like we're, we're having, it this... was the, it was in little Rafka. They went okay. out the back door of the tavern and Little there was Rob an Scott. old canal that w- was, like, down some stairs. In my brain, I'm thinking, like, Italy. Like, you know, in the vampire stories where they yes. go down the stone steps and they're in, like, a cave-like thing. Like, that's what I'm thinking of okay. in well, my I, brain. I just needed to know where you and I were having this little party with handcuffs. Yeah. We're in Little Ravka. <laughs> we're in Little Ravka under a thing. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. So we had talked in the last book about a triumvirate. And we weren't sure who the three were. We now know that Zoya is one and Jinya is the other. I'm not sure I know who the third is. But we... Can I... I I think it comes up here in a minute. Well, we read it at the end. It's just been a long time since we read it. It has been a long time. It was at the end of Shadow and... Then say it. Well, it was... um, Well, I'm not... Okay, fine. Then don't say it. So, of course, (laughs) Matthias is feeling... Get it out, Eric. (laughs) Spit it out or move on. Of course, Matthias is feeling a little uncomfortable because he's surrounded by all these important Grisha. Like, mm-hmm. he's been trained to kill Grisha, and now he's in front of, like, the people that he would have loved to have gotten his hands on a long time ago. Nina gives them a general update as to where she has been for the last year. Zoya explains that, um, nope, that's not what I was... Oh, Zoya explains that they were attacked... Um, because the code they use at the door, remember the whole right. um, Prince Nikolai thing? That was actually like a signal that they were looking for Grisha, and that's why Zoya and her crew. Gotcha. The other triumvirate, I can't remember the name, but it's like that girl that I think is a lesbian. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? Uh-huh. We'll the get warrior. there. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you asked, so I've been sitting here thinking. Because you were about to like explode of like, I need to say it, but like. Oh, well, then you just have to be like, Eric, <laughs> shut up. You're about to give away the podcast. <laughs> no, it's fine. It doesn't matter. So you didn't say the name. They bring up Perim, and Nina tells them she knows all about it. Luckily, I can't remember <laughs> names. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're weary of Nina and Matthias because, of course, he's a Fjordan, and she just attacked them with bone shards. And he's which, huge. Which isn't a thing that happens. When she mm. is told to talk and explain herself, Matthias steps in and tells her to be strong and remember all you've been through, which I thought was kind of a sweet moment. He's there for her. Yeah. She basically says, look, it's been a rough year, y'all. Poor I thing. Need, and I need to get everyone out of here. We yeah. learn that Zoya and Jinya also have a ship, but that no ships are allowed in the harbor, just like they had thought. When yeah. Nina says they have one in the harbor, oh, now Zoya's ready to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, Miss Zoya. After explaining some more, they leave Nina and Matthias to go upstairs and chat. 
they get to Chad and Fjordan, so the armed men can't understand them. He's worried that uh, Zoya and Ginny are going to find out that Kuwait is on the ship. Like when they get all the Grisha on the ship, right? They're like, dude, you know Kuwait is like on that ship, so they're going to know because you that know- we're the ones <laughs> that did that, <laughs> that did it, that we freed him. Nina, for some reason, decides now is a good time to get flirty. Which I couldn't quite love Nina, you know. But she's like, hey, we're sitting here in like this weird place and there's weird things going on, but I want to kiss. Come up and. (laughs) That's not how that works. I know, but I figured it, you know. He's worried about the guards and she's like, look at me. Then we get juicy. Maybe she's just like. Pardon the pun. She's been through a lot. We got to remember she has been like withdrawing from the drug and you know when you finally start to feel that like the juice is flowing again after so long you want it when you want it <laughs> so maybe that's what it is it's i just mean it's a weird moment it is so while he's like staring at the guard she's like hello look at me and so then i have this like fun juicy quote mm. he looked it was a struggle not to look he loved seeing her in feared and clothes the little woolly vest, the full sweep of her skirts. Her green eyes were bright, her cheeks pink, her lips silent, slightly parted. It was too easy to imagine himself kneeling like a penitent before her, letting his hands slide up the white curves of her calves, pushing mm. those skirts higher, past her knees to the warm skin of her thighs. And the worst part was he knew how good she would feel. Every cell in his body remembered the press of her naked body, that night in the whaling camp. End of quote. Ooh. I need a damp cloth. <laughs> I mean, excuse me. Excuse me. A fan. <laughs> a moist towelette. A, a moist towelette. Moist towelette, please, <laughs> because we just like I felt like we were in just like in the middle of yeah, some that soft was, core like Viking. And that, came, and that was in Matthias's brain. And didn't it sound like when he was describing her? It sounded like Viking wear to me. I always yeah, think of like Fjordans kind of being like Vikings in a way. Yeah, because they're at the Fjordan. Yeah, um, <laughs> he explains that his issue with not kissing her and not like being around her isn't well. It's because that he wasn't able to properly court her. He wished that he could have done it right and proper. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. Who the hell cares? I'm not proper. <laughs> Well, see, and that's what's cool. We, we're learning more about Matthias. He is all about, like, procedure and, like, the order of things. And just, like, I mean, we saw that in Six of Crows with the way that he, the way he was with the Driscella and the way he thought about it. He's just, he's, those things mean a lot to him. Yes. Um, tradition? Tradition. Yeah. At he's this- like a Jew. <laughs> tradition, tradition. At this point, she mentions that she likes to flirt with girls, too. Mm. And that, and she also says, dude, look, you're not proper either. You've broken a crap ton of rules and even some laws there, bud. Mm-hmm. So she even, like, just, she makes the first move and she starts kissing him and it gets juicy. So juicy Ooh. that he doesn't realize that Zoya and Jinya are standing there watching. <laughs> Ooh. Well, <laughs> apparently, Zoya is not impressed and Jinya is like, whoo. Well, Zoya's seen everything, so she's just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once uh, they <clears throat> tear the two lovebirds apart, they all make a plan for how to proceed. Inej will get a message to the embassy. 
embassy. I said that weird. Embassy. The refugees will stay hidden, and then Jenya and Zoya will get them to the harbor. Okay. On the way out of the little area that they were in, whatever they're in, Nina sees the heart render that attacked her before. Remember, a heart render attacked her, and that's when Matthias set off the little flash bomb thing. Oh. Yes, um, I forgot about that. And we okay. realize who this person is. Who is it? Tamar. The lesbian <laughs> I was talking about. Yes. <laughs> Come on, queer. She uh, mourns I her. I meant that in a positive. Like, yeah, yes. yeah, sorry. That came out like, <laughs> I realized after I said it, like, I was like, oh my God, that really sounded Uh-oh. bad. I'm. This is a queer <laughs> podcast. I meant it that way. Yes. Come on, lesbian pride. We love you. Yes. She um, warns Tamar um, not to get taken by the shoe. Tamar says she has a poison pill that Jinya made for her that she'll pop if it comes to it. Mm-hmm. And she even gives one to Nina. Matthias, of course, is like, uh. it reminds him of the night on the ship when she was going through the worst of the Perem withdrawals. Mm. She was really nasty to him, saying really mean things. And we even get an F word out Ooh. of this in the book, which was super naughty. Um, but when she calmed down, we're back in like memory on the boat. Yeah. When she calmed down, she wanted him to talk to her about the Isenuf. These are white wolves. The Isenuf. Isenuf. Oh. These are white wolves bred to go into battle with the Druskella. They obey their master, but they are wild and vicious. Oh, you know. He tells her all the things about how only one family breeds them, even though the wolf kind of decides when to mate. Then, but when there is a new litter, the Driscella travel by foot to foot. choose their pup to fight beside. They even, uh, they kind of even the playing field against Grisha. So hold up. That is one. Okay. Fjorda is huge. And there is one family that breeds that is enough. Yes. So, I mean, that's just, it's got to be a lot of money. And that's just crazy. Like, you'd think that they'd branch out. Like, I mean, I mean, maybe have like, I don't know. Their family should spread out a little bit and, I mean, share the wealth. <laughs> but I then mean, you can't make the, um, the I don't know, what's it called? Enough. No. The what? When you travel to somewhere for, like, a religious reason. Anyway. A pilgrimage? Um, yes, then they can't make the pilgrimage to get their wolf. Oh, um, well. So. Yeah. Uh, when the wolves lose their masters, they are returned to the wild, but sadly are never accepted by any pack. His wolf, Trassel, had to have been released, which makes him sad to think about. The name means trouble. Did they by chance, I'm sorry, did they say where they, like, what city you were getting these is enough from? Did they ever mention, I don't think they mentioned it, did they? Not that I know of. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just (laughs) staring at the map and I'm just, you know me, I'm just like gotta get this i'm I'm listening obviously he had chosen obviously he had chosen obviously. the wolf after it attacked him and bit him violently mm. there was a mutual respect as matthias didn't flinch mm. back to the present they are on a gondola, and he says you know maybe param won't work on you anymore because your powers have changed um typical the, addict thing to say if the shoe captured her they may not they might not be able to use it against her. I think he's trying to convince her not to use the poison pill. Because oh, yeah. because she has the poison pill, if she got captured, he knows that she would pop it and he's like, you know, maybe it not it won't be that bad. <laughs> Don't right. use that poison pill. Those pills scare like I mean, I those things scare me when I hear about them in this story. Like that's just horrifying. Well to it's me. just like instant suicide. 
I know, but I mean, like, imagine, like, having a pill like that in your mouth that, like, what if you accidentally popped it? Or what if it, like, pops and it seeps into your skin in your pocket? Exactly. Like, you tripped <laughs> and you bit into it and you're like, oh, crap, I'm just about to, like, I don't know, get on stage or, I don't know, I, who knows? I just, that would be horrifying to have it, like, in your mouth because, I mean, I, I, chew, I don't know, anything going in my mouth I'm chewing on. I'm eating a lot. Okay, we're going to stop that conversation right where it is because that could get really bad. So, there's yes. a gurgling sound. <laughs> gurgle, and, gurgle. And Nina says that she's finally hungry. It was her mm. tummy. Using her new powers might have sparked it. They are off to find a huge stack of waffles when suddenly she stops like she's seen a ghost. Mm. There was a wanted poster with Matthias's face on it. 50,000 Krug reward for his capture. Someone must have asked to see Muzzin's body. Nina points Uh out that it's not for his capture. It, in fact, says dead or alive. Cue Bon Jovi. Cue Bon Jovi. And don't forget this is way back in Six of Crows. He's wanted. I forgot about Muzzin. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Because he's wanted. And maybe he's stuffed. All right. So end of chapter, y'all. That was a dramatic ending, but I learned a lot. Um, good. I really like the is and woof, is enough, and I just, I'm really starting to now see Fjorda more as like very northern Minnesota for me. <laughs> I'm just, that's what I'm starting to get vibes of, which is really funny because like, I I love Minnesota. I lived in Minneapolis, and I promise you, like, I swear, like, I would even, Chris and I might even move there again. Um, I'm, I might move him up there. Anyways, we've got to keep on going. I'm sorry. I just keep randomly talking about is enough and comeuppance. <laughs> okay. So we do have a little bit of a special thing for this evening. We, um, we've got somebody that created an amazing song. And as you know, here on GrishaCast, we care about the Grishaverse fandom a lot. And... Because we are a family, um, and we love something that is amazing. So this wonderful lady named Kendra Dante created an amazing piece of work. Um, Seriously, it is amazing. And it is a song, and it's about Six of Crows. And she wrote it um, about, like, Kaz and his feelings for Inej, and um, I heard it. It was on social media. And when I tell you that, like, she's only she's 17. Yes. I just, that voice is, it's just crazy. She doesn't sound 17. But it's just, it's a beautiful piece of work. It's incredible. And we had to get her on the show. So we are going to um, introduce her and bring her on so we can talk to her a little bit and hear a little bit of it and tell you all about her. So. Um, here we go. Let's, um, let's talk to Kendra Dante. Hey, Kendra. Hello. Hi. We're so happy that you're here on Grisha Cats with us. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, that's awesome. So let us introduce you to our listeners. Uh, Kendra started playing piano at nine years old and started songwriting at age 13. She... First read Six of Crows at 14 years old, which, by the way, I just think <laughs> um, 
and songwriting took off after that. She is 17 now. Kendra's piano teacher offers to her students the opportunity to record their songs on and put them on YouTube. So that inspired her to start her own YouTube channel a few years ago. She has a lot of acoustic versions of her original songs on her YouTube channel. Many are inspired by books, especially her favorite, Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo is one of them. Kendra and her best friend got to actually meet Lee in person last year on her book tour, which of course inspired her even more to reread her books and write more songs. She even gave Lee a copy of the CD of her acoustic versions of her songs, which was such a thrill. Kendra wrote Never Forgot Lyrics and Music about a year ago, and it has about 13,000 views on YouTube. <laughs> Way more than we have. Wow. After performing at a local venue, Kendra met Heather Evans, and she invited Kendra to come to the Sacramento Songwriters Circle. Through that experience, Kendra met some amazingly talented people. Three of those individuals make up Year 26 production team who helped fully produce Never Forgot and bring it to life in a way she had only dreamed of. Other songs, Kendra and the Works, her full production are Dirty Hands and Insane, also inspired by Six of Crows, plus many more in the works. That is so exciting. I am so, so excited. This is a total dream of mine. I can't even believe that I'm getting to make, produce songs with Year 26. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah. And I love these books. So I'm very excited to talk about them with you guys today. Oh, well, they're, they're incredible books. There's so much in them. And it's just incredible that you are actually taking the characters and writing songs and lyrics that like just, match so much of the characteristics of the characters and um, it's, it's so much fun for me oh i can imagine i think that's <laughs> awesome um do you have any other characters by chance in mind that you haven't like written a song about yet but you might think you want to yeah so i think all of Lee Bardugo's characters are so inspiring and one of the reasons that six of crows is one of my favorite book series especially i love the whole grisha verse but yeah. six of crows especially because i just i feel like i really connect with the characters and they're all so rich and full of life in my head um so other songs that i might write about the characters um i'd love to write a Jesper and wyland song i have yet oh. to really carry that out um i did give it a couple attempts but they just the songs weren't as great as i was hoping for but i will definitely keep doing my best to make something um for them um insane i kind of incorporated a little bit of nina and matthias but mo mainly my this has been on Kaz and Inej in my songwriting for Six of Crows. Wow. So have you read King of Scars? I have. I read it when it first came out, so I don't remember everything, but I remember like the majority of it for sure. Yeah. I loved it. It's so exciting that we know that that sequel's coming. So I know that yes. definitely be getting inspired for some of those characters and Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, without further ado, we really want you guys to hear some of this. We can't, we're not going to play the entire song, um, but we will make sure after you hear this clip to know where you can find the entire version. It is incredible. The lyrics are phenomenal. She plays the piano. She sings it. She is the mastermind behind this entire song, and it Thank is you. absolutely phenomenal. So um Without further ado, here we go. 
her song, Never Forgot. That was incredible. Thank you. So beautiful. I love it so much. I just can't believe that you were 17. <laughs> like, your voice is so mature. It is, that is such a gift. And thank you so much. I can't wait to see what you do in the future because seriously, you are so talented and thank it's incredible. That means I can't so wait well to see some more of the, I can't wait to give you ideas. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. So tell us the inspiration behind Never Forgotten. Yeah, so um, it mainly came from Kaz and um, his feelings toward Inej. Um, I absolutely loved reading about them. And I think that one of the most interesting things about Kaz is his mixture between like want and like almost like revulsion kind of. Mm -hmm. And because he like doesn't want skin on skin contact, but he just, he loves her. And so for me, that make, that's basically a perfect recipe for a song because I get to cross like desire with fear. And so I know that sounds really dark and morbid, but like, oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. I loved like thinking about the characters and what are the things that, you know, drive them and give them life and make them interesting. And so I just had so much fun coming up with something that I hope would do justice to the characters. That's like, that's my goal is um, to write a song that relates to the story and can hopefully um, inspire the readers too. That's like the dream of mine. Um, and I think a little bit of the Darkling may have snuck into my song. Not a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's mainly Kaz. Um, but there are a couple of lines that I associate more closely with the Darkling. Cause he's also another one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Well, you can definitely hear that through all of it. I mean, yeah, you definitely captured all of that perfectly. Yay! <laughs> the lyrics are incredible. I, um, especially the chorus, because I stole and I never forgot, uh, I think is just incredible. Everything in it Thank you. is brilliantly written. So um, I can't wait to hear more. You should, um, have you ever thought about doing more like with the Shadow and Bone series, maybe? Like, have you ever thought about being inspired by Alina or? Yeah, so I actually, I have an acoustic version on my YouTube channel of a song called Erupt that was inspired by Alina. Okay. Um, I also would like to write a song about Nikolai one of these days, because oh, I love him, but like, um, I haven't written it yet, someday, um, but yes, I have definitely been inspired by Alina. Uh, yeah. And you have to write one about Zoya, and <gasps> yes, yes. she is so incredible. She's so Eric, cool. He keeps hearing me talk about Zoya, but she had, like she hasn't read King of Scars yet. She hasn't right. She hasn't read all of Crooked Kingdom. We just actually got to the part in Crooked Kingdom where Zoya comes back in for a minute, and I'm oh, yep. gushing about it. And <laughs> I'm sure Terry thinks I'm crazy because like at first Zoya is like this character that's just like so rude and mean. But right, uh, yeah, I did not appreciate her at first. Now I do, obviously. Oh but, my God. yeah. I love her. But <laughs> I think that has to go with, like, you know, 
gay men love snarky women. Well, there, yes, there you go. Right. We love it. So, Zoe, yes. what are you talking about? Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's ask, I want to ask you a couple questions. Um, one, because I think it's really important, what, like, what order, Grisha, do you think you would be in? Oh, gosh, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, think about it. What yeah. I know I caught, like, I mean, just randomly asked that one, but. Yeah. Honestly, I aspire to be Zoya in life. <laughs> Girl, you're just um, a then. Yes. Um, I love her abilities. I love just her whole, like, I love how confident she is. So I would definitely want to be in her category for sure. Um, so you'd be an ethereal Kai and yeah. a squalor, which is exactly what I would want to be. Um, awesome. When we talked to Lee, we had to discuss that, and that was my exact thing. I would be an ethereal Kai, one, because I also love blue, but I love right, blue yeah. so much, I would love to be a squalor. That's awesome. I totally agree. How about you? Share who you want. Oh, I'm a heartbender. Yes. <laughs> you would. Yeah, you would just kill us all. I'm Nina and Kaz, <laughs> like, combined, so it's just... You are. <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. So, what is another question we have to ask all of our, like, because we're starting a trend now. We're getting, like, oh my gosh, like, interviews on Grisha Cast. that used to be just us. Oh my god, for a couple episodes, it was just me talking to myself. Now <laughs> I, I love that. Um, That's just me on the daily. No biggie. I love it. So, next question. So, we do have a Feared and Mary Kill if you'd like to play. Sure, I'd love to. Okay. Can't say I have a lot of experience in that area, but I okay. would definitely love to play. Yeah. Okay. So, Feared and Mary Kill, and I gotta figure out oh. where I put these. Where did I put hers? Oh, okay. How about Friend Mary Kill? Sure. Well, we can okay, take either. So Fjordans are very um, chaste creatures, so we'll, right. we'll say the Fjordan stands for friend in this instance. Okay, that's but great. Very, yeah, it's the family-friendly version. Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Wait another so, year when I'm 18, and we can play the other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Fjordan-friendly, Mary kill. <laughs> I don't even know how that works, but. Um, Kaz, the Darkling, and Nikolai. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay. You can take your time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess it depends on our definition of Fjordan. But if it's friend, um, I would take Kaz, I think, because I, I'm not sure that our personalities would go together or not, because... I don't know, I'm, very, I'm like a daydreamer and I feel like he's very like analytical and like he just wants to get it done and I would be like do-to-do over here like in the clouds. Um, but I would definitely love to like have conversations with him. I think he just would be the most interesting person. Um, so I'll say Kaz for our friendly Fjordan. Um I think I would like to marry Nikolai because he's one of my favorite characters for sure. They're all my favorites, whatever. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Yeah. Right, of that's course. Point, honey. Right, you know, that's what we just, that's all we want in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so probably Mary Nikolai, and I guess that leaves the kill of the Darkling. Oh, wow. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's a hard one anyway. <laughs> it is. So, what would you do? 
Are you going to friendly Fjordan, or are you going to be the adult version? Ooh. Um, I would have to, gosh, I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, I didn't even actually think about it, so now I'm okay. on the spot. Well, fine. Carry I'm on the sorry. spot. Um, I would definitely, you'd have to marry Nikolai out of all of them. Like, that's just really the only option, because then you get to be a princess, and you get the emerald, and you get all the money. Yes. And yeah, so you have to do that. Grady. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> I get all the desserts too. And then, um, I don't know. I don't want to kill Kaz, but I might have to kill Kaz. And I understand. Her. Yeah. I mean, I'm already Kaz, so like we wouldn't get along anyway. See, I would have to like keep the darkling alive because like, <laughs> like he is magical. He is an amplifier. And I love magic, and I also am like I love the like villains and darkness. So like, mm -hmm. I would probably marry um, the Darkling. Ooh. I know, but scandalous. I know, but it'd be really cool. Um, I let him do all the bad stuff, and I just hang out like in one of those like Grisha tents and just like do my nails, <laughs> and you know, I don't know, could be fun. Um, I would Fjordan Kaz, because I'm not going to friendly Fjordan. I'm an adult here, so I'm <laughs> Fjordan Kaz, because um, he's just that. And then I guess that's sad, because that means I'm going to have to kill Nikolai. I killed the per the richest one. I can't believe this. <laughs> it's just so hard. Um, it really is. We could have made, like, if I would have known we were going to answer it, I would have made it easier, but goodness. Anyways. That was hard. <laughs> okay, so like a songwriting question then. If yeah. we go back to that. Um, different songwriters have different methods. Do you write the lyrics first or the music first? Usually I write the lyrics first and then I'll probably sit down at the piano and then mess around with a couple of um, different chord patterns and then find something that I think fits with the theme and the mood of the song. Um, but sometimes I'll come up with a cool melody idea and I'll be like, oh, I need to come up with some words for this. But usually I write my lyrics first and that's how I wrote Never Forgot. Who are some of your inspirations music, musically? Ooh, okay. Um, oh, this is really hard. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, my mom's also in the room with me. She's reminding me. Um, I was thinking like famous people. Um, my mom's... Uh, reminded me of my piano teacher, Jamin, who's like incredible and he inspires me all the time. Aww. It's so true. Oh um, and I like do moderator for his online lessons. And so I get to see him like every week and he's so talented. I just watch him teach just like, man, if I can do that one day, my life will be complete. Um, so I think he's amazing. Um, if I'm thinking of like widely known like role models, um, I really love Imagine Dragons. They're like okay. one of my favorite uh groups um trying to think i'm looking at my wall to see if i have any more posters <laughs> no i don't uh i'm also a selena gomez fan i used to be like really like just die hard like selena gomez everything i had like merch everywhere totally oh. obsessed um i still really enjoy her music oh. uh, and madeline bailey who's a youtuber um has also really inspired me so i guess those are like my top musicians well, I know coming from us, and since you play the piano, Terry and I will definitely tell you that you need to listen to Tori Amos. She is yeah. Queens, and she is incredible. Don't you? I mean, come on, like incredible. 
That's um, so awesome. I know my mom really likes her music, so I'll definitely have to check yeah, her out. You have to remember the age thing here. <laughs> I just forget. I mean, come on. We're like we, we're her mother's age. Oh well, it never hurts to dream. It's okay. My mom, as I tell her, is young and beautiful and has nothing to worry about. So you you know you can just you know feel comfort that you know. See, she's making me feel younger. That's what I need. I really do. I. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I read all about like fairylands and things like that. So, I mean, oh, yeah, I feel that totally. Um, so since we are like a book podcast and like all that stuff, and we talk a lot about the Grisha verse, um, one last question What are you like? Are you, con are you reading something right now? And if you are, what are you reading? Okay, so I'm actually reading two books right now. I, I don't usually read more than one book, but um, I'm reading Strange the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor, and then a book that my friend asked me to read called My Sister's Keeper by, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I have it here. Jody. Picoult, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm only like a third of the way through it, but I like it so far. I've heard about that one. That's, Come on, Stella. Yeah. Good. That's, that's what I'm here for. I couldn't have pronounced it. What was the word I was messing up in our podcast? Oc Comeuppance. Comeuppance. Yeah. Yeah. I gave, ah. oh my God. I put that in my scene and then I got to the words and I was like, Terry, tell me what to say. Anyways, we have uh, <laughs> definitely had a wonderful time and um, thank you so much for coming on and yeah, sharing. Thank your you for having me. This is an honor. So if you would like to find out where you can hear the rest of her music. Um, you can find it on Spotify, on Instagram. You can also find her at Kendra Dante's Music. So make sure you add an S to Dante's. Um, her website is KendraDante's.com. And then her YouTube channel that she was speaking about, Kendra Dante's. So check out her song in entirety and Keep an eye out for her. She's writing all about the Grishaverse, and it's really great. So it was, an, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for so on. much for having me. This is a blast. Oh, thank you. Well, moi sabayenyi. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, we say that when we say hi. What do you say when you say goodbye, then? No mourners. No funerals. No. <laughs> we say no mourners. She says okay, no so funerals. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're getting it. We've got to leave this in. We're not. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go. We're going to eventually when we'll get this. So one, two, three. No, no mourners. No funerals. What an incredible voice. <laughs> like, seriously, that was so good. So talented. Yeah. So make sure to follow her on all on the social medias that we went over. She is one to watch out for. And hey, it's just it's really cool to meet people out there that can bring this these stories to like life um the lyrics to that are just incredible too so i just love it um anyways we're gonna move on it's that time for greasy cast news <laughs> doot, 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 doot. <laughs> so today greasy cast news from today yes today. um if you pre-ordered Shadow and Bone or Lives of Saints, you can get a limited edition Second Army-inspired notebook, um, and that is if you do this for Shadow and Bone. And if you 
pre-order Lives of Saints, you can get a laptop sticker. But if you do both, you get both. (laughs) So my issue that I had today, I ordered these books a long time ago. Mm. I pre-ordered these the minute that article came out and we found everything. So I'm scrummaging through my accounts, trying to find everything I can that possibly could be a receipt. I actually seriously, because it even says like if you keep like you can't duplicate it, you'll get disqualified. I most likely have gotten myself disqualified (laughs) because I am so concerned that they didn't have the right stuff. I sent like. The Amazon email, then I sent a snapshot of what was on my Amazon app, and um, I even left like a little note in the second address line that said, please don't disqualify me. I'm just making sure that you have the information that you need. Um, We will see. That will be interesting to see what happens. (laughs) Um, But anyways, yes, she. that's some cool stuff because that's coming out soon. That's coming out in October. So... Another some more Grishcast news. Just this past weekend, we had the Grishaverse virtual fan meetup where you got to play a scavenger hunt on Zoom, which was very interesting to watch. <laughs> um, and then there was some cosplay. You got to see different people wearing outfits that were cute, and some people did their own interpretation. We'll just say that. Um, I just was there for the fun and watched. And let's get down to it. I was pretty much there just for the Libra to go at the end. <laughs> and she finally came on. And we got the title for King of Scars 2, which is called... Do you know it? Rule of Wolves. <laughs> dun, 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 which is very exciting. And we even got to see the cover of it. It's very similar, obviously, to King of Scars, but different. It's got, if you've read King of Scars, it's just, it's got some really cool items on there that are just. It's a beautiful cover. It really is. It looks like it's carved into bone. It does. It looks like, to me, it looked like it was carved into wood. Or marble. It's, um, it's beautiful. It is. And it has to do with, what's amazing is every single part of that has to do with the story. So, but one thing that I loved hearing Lee talk about was that. Rule of Wolves comes from, like, I mean, we're going to have a lot of things from Fjorda in this book. Which is so interesting to me. That's really cool. Um, And she did tweet this one thing, giving a little bit more information. And I'm going to sum it up. She said, there is kissing, death, cameos, twists, monsters of every variety in this book. Well, there you go. So, cameos from more people... And peeps we love are going to die. Wonderful. Okay. So grab the tissues. Yes, exactly. And um, so the last little bit of Grisha Cast news is really Grisha Cast news. We have come up with an idea. So um, Lee Bardugo's birthday is in April. It's in the very beginning. And um, we thought it'd be kind of cool if Grisha Cast and our fans gave her a birthday present and here's my idea so if some of you probably have it it's the book um the severed moon which is her journal it's a very small book um and it's really cool because each page has either a quote or like a little topic 
or a question, but something really easy. Like, I mean, like it, there's just like, it's so easy. It's a way to journal, but there's not, you don't have to sit there for hours. It's like the pages are really small and you can just write whatever you want. And it's a year long journal and I love it. And I think it's really cool. And I've asked some other people and it seems to be a pretty popular journal just because it's really surrounded about magic. And for those of you that like to write or haven't written in a while and want to kind of get those creative juices flowing, this is a perfect way to do it. So I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You can either start from the beginning, you can open it up to any page you want and just start writing in it. But I'm going to start writing in it. And when we start getting closer to her birthday, which I think will be really cool, is to we're going to send Lee a copy of the fans' entries. So that's you guys. I'm not going to talk about this. on. We're not going to talk about it on social media because we know Lee's on social media and we don't want her to find out. But how cool would it be for her to be able to get a copy of her fans' answers to her journal entries. I think it'd be really cool. And um, yeah, so if you want to start sending those in, that would be great. The word limit we're going to do is 200 typed words, okay? So you don't need to send it to me handwritten, but 200 words um, around if you go over a little bit or under that. And totally, like, I mean, 200 is the max, but we've got some time, and what I would really love is just if we actually were able to get, like, all of them in there. And if you are a writer and can't pick one and need me to help you, email me at eric at grishacast.com, and I will pick one that no one has picked and have you. It will be your own personal one. And um, I guarantee you and promise you, this will all be sent to Lee. So it's kind of cool. It's fun. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be neat, especially since a lot of our listeners love writing and want to be writers. So this is a great opportunity and a really cool way to surprise Lee. So if you would like to be a part of that, you can. We've got some time. I'll keep reminding you. Um, and you can also find the book, The Severed Moon, at any of your local bookstores or on her website on Amazon for like nine ninety five, And it is 365 pages of journaling, but not like huge. It's not a huge notebook. So it really is just it's kind of easy. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, and I actually have it in front of me. <laughs> so see, it's this cute little purple book. And I've already started writing in it. And like, you don't even have to like, I mean, it's really like, it's really small. So it's really easy to do. In other words, like doing just if you were to do a journal entry every night for a year, like I plan on trying to do, then it's not hard because it's just, it gives you a prompt and you do what you want with it. And um, by the way, her birthday is April 6th. I've written that, written that in here. So we got some time. But um, if you'd like to join us on this journey, feel free and um, start writing. You can do more than one if you want and send it to eric at grishacast.com specifically anyways um that's all the grisha cast news i've got um it's been a wonderful episode thanks for having us back yeah after our little break yeah we're happy to be back have to get um and thank you to everybody 
for the past couple of weeks, especially when I got sick. Thank you for everybody that said, sorry, you're feeling bad and hope you feel better. That meant a lot when I was quarantined by myself in my guest room. <laughs> Going absolutely insane. I never want to go through that again. Um, one, I hate being sick. Who likes being sick? But I was quarantined to a room and was driving myself insane. Um, I kept on, like, texting my husband, who was in the other room, and, ugh, it was just, it was so painful. But I caught up on <laughs> some shows, did some reading. I was, I actually did what Lee did. I watched um, the um, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and finally watched Korra. So, cool stuff. And, before we go, sorry, if you like, obviously, if you're listening to Grisha Cast and you love, like, fantasy and things like that, Really cool show I just finished on Netflix, The Dragon Prince. Amazing. I started the first season a long time ago and then stopped. And then someone told me that I really needed to continue it. The third season was amazing. It is so, so good. I've never seen anything like it. And I just wanted to let you guys know out there, if you want to watch something that's really cool and fantasy and an amazing story, it's there. It's it's just really well done. And the animation's incredible. So, shanks. I won't keep talking about everything that I want to talk about because I could be on here for hours. Terry would die. <laughs> but she loves me. I'm her best friend. She's used to this. So, what else you got, girl? I got nothing. She's like, it's time for bed. <laughs> so, thanks for keeping me up, yo. Um, Again, sorry this didn't come out in the morning. But we're out on Friday at least. Yep. Sorry about it. Okay, so anyways, we will be covering, actually, so we did 14 and 15 this week. Yes. So we're going to be doing the next two chapters. Yes. So 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. <laughs> and yeah, so we will see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> so I guess. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. A-plus. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram at GrishaCast. YouTube at GrishaCast. Twitter at GrishaCast. And Facebook at GrishaCast. Special thanks to Oliver Dodd for the use of Summoner's Way.